0: I dip my into Jake's, so I can taste. He makes a sound of surprise. I smile wickedly, close my eyes, and. <laughs>
1: is that what you do? Alright, okay. Hi, Bim. Hello. Dude. You know what? I've not been very well, but I have been knocking back all manner of vitamin C. And so I'm kind of high on citrus right now.
0: <laughs> I was about to ask, are you like floating in space right now? I'm a whole lemon <laughs> right now.
1: I'm 11 floating on a calm sea. How about you? How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. This is going to be a very busy
0: week for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, what week isn't? So It's You're up to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to be. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Yeah. I'm here and alive and right. you know. And this is a magical studio. Yes, I'm so glad that we're back in the studio today, where mm-hmm. we get to lust out loud and think about why we fancy who we fancy. Eloquent, eloquent Professor Perkins. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I try. <laughs> this week is very exciting because we have someone who I think a lot of people would be surprised mm. to see quite how much work he has in the tank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he's a very busy... Bi- he stays busy. He stays yeah, booked.
0: Yeah, Um He's got several tel- television shows under his belt, several movies, independent and, like, Big box office jams. Like, he's he's got quite a wide range. Exactly. So, Nicole, who are we talking about this week? We are talking about the uh, magnificent-nosed <sighs> Jake Johnson. Listen,
1: <laughs> I've dreamt about that nose, you know. I love his nose I so much. I love everything. He's, he looks like a grumpy turtle. <laughs> I, I love know, him. I, I just I want to fold him and put him inside <laughs> my little pocket. He's just great. He's so... Um, grumpy so grumpy but like the best kind of grumpy yeah he's like a bear (laughs) i
0: just well he is from chicago which he makes sure to tell us in every role that he's every (laughs)
1: single role he's like hey don't get it twisted i'm from chicago it's like so we 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 know that we get it you've Um. tattooed it on your forehead and he's like no i'm aware i'm aware fam yeah there's a
0: specific type of midwestern grumpiness that's both um caring but also, uh, you know, a little lazy, a little bit, you yes. know, like, I don't want to like, say lazy, but you know, a very relaxed,
1: relaxed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Someone who has a bit of a relaxed attitude yes. to rules and yes. life in general. Yes. Yeah. I have to say I'm a cliche because I love that shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Take me away from my fucking rigid rules, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, There's something about Jake Johnson that I think is very appealing and that he's, you know, we've spoken a lot on the show about people who play the everyman, mm-hmm. you know, this idea of he could be anybody. And I guess the female equivalent is sort of the girl next door. Mm-hmm. And Jake is not quite the boy next door. Right. But he he feels very known. He feels kind of normal. Like he's regular.
0: Yeah, he is um the grandpa in the boy next door's body, I guess. <laughs> like he's <laughs> Because he's, you know, he's you know a little grouchy are uh, the characters that he plays sometimes are a little grouchy yeah. a little impatient yeah. but you know he doesn't want to deal with too much foolish foolishness but also
1: he wants to be a part of some foolishness yeah like he understands he's a part of modern life but he doesn't like a lot of the trappings of modern life Yes, and I feel like that is something that I find very relatable because mm. I'm kind of like yeah I want X, Y, and Z super fast but also can we just slow it down Yeah. so I respect it I, I, I appreciate it and like mm. you said he's kind of carved out a little road of very specific characters and Mm -hmm. arguably they could be kind of tropey yeah and yet he i think rises above trope level because Mm -hmm. he has genuine hearts and i think he plays characters that feel real even when they're doing stuff that could be quite cliche right that's a skill and we're going to talk about all of that in just a moment
0: All right, Bim, let's get into it. All right. Jake Johnson, Mm. that beautiful Chicago turtle, (laughs) turtle bear. I don't know what we want to call him. He's a bear turtle or a turtle bear. (laughs) It all works. Um, Where did you first see him? Where do you remember first seeing him?
1: I mean, I've seen him in multiple things, Mm -hmm. but I think it's difficult for me to kind of name one as the first. Mm -hmm. I just know that when I saw him in New Girl, every single part of me just stood to attention mm. i was like oh <laughs> shit that's that's my catnip like mm-hmm. you know you had schmidt on the one hand you had coach on the other um and i was like fine max greenfield sure whatever um damon waynes junior sure whatever who the fuck is that rumpled motherfucker in the middle? <laughs> because I love a rumpled man. Yeah. I love someone who looks as if they haven't seen an iron in possibly years. Oh, that's I want them Yeah, I love a lived-in kind of like, oh, he's kind of like leftover man. Like, that's mm. my shit. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. We're going to have really cozy afternoons in. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's all I want.
0: That's not necessarily my thing. But I think I um, focused on his character, Nick Miller, on New Girl, because he was clearly the love interest or was going to be the love interest for our Jessica Day. Right. Um, And so I wanted to see what they were going to do. He was also just, um, I liked his voice. So he was, uh, you know, this raspy yelling man. Like he, almost everything he said was in a yell, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, which is a little annoying in real life, but for the show, you know, it's very funny. Uh, So I, I, I was interested in seeing where he was going to go with all of his yelling. But really, you know, I just thought he was cute. And he was... Uh, this is going to sound terrible but like an average cute when I mean approachable I don't feel intimidated looking at him mm-hmm. and intimidating intimidated is too strong of a word but there's some people they're just like oh you're too beautiful for mm-hmm. me I'm going to move on and he's still a very handsome good looking man but I also felt like oh I could see him in real life and I could actually like buy him a drink and see what's going on yeah
1: he feels to me like a British cute like British <laughs> British TV cute because mm-hmm. I, I I always thought even when I was a kid, i always felt to me like americans were too beautiful on tv Mm. it didn't really reflect you know kind of like it felt so glamorous like everyone had to be kind of like teeth achingly beautiful male and female and everything in between and with jake he kind of reminds me of all the British TV guys that I fancied when I was growing up, where I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you're normal. You feel like, like you said, like I could approach you in a bar, I wouldn't feel like, oh my god, is I looking at the sun? It mm-hmm. was like, no, that is an average size moon. Like I can look at that. <laughs> and he, he's very kind of, yet yeah, clearly very handsome. Mm-hmm. He has that beautiful head of hair that I just love. I love his curls. um He's just very, yeah. Like I said, he looks lived in. He looks like he has been around the world. He's Slept in a youth hostel or two. Like he hasn't traveled through hotels necessarily. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. He ha- and I, I love the flashbacks that they do, for example, with Nick Miller, where he has like a terrible like soul patch or like yeah. a terrible beard and he's wearing like a tie-dye poncho. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know him. I know him so horribly well. And that's part of that. I think, like you said, he, he seems so obviously set up as the love interest. And the reason why, of course, the writing points to it and whatever. But also, I think on an instinctive level, I looked at him and I was like, him. Yeah. In a way that Jessica might have done in a similar... Like on a gut level. In a way she yeah. wasn't even necessarily acknowledging.
0: Right. I... That kind of man is not anybody that I would necessarily gravitate to. I like someone who is comfortable in his skin, but I don't want somebody who like Nick Miller thinks that he doesn't need to wash his towel because the <laughs> towel is clean because he's clean. That and therefore, so the you know, the towel is going to be clean. I love that. No, joke. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do that. I need you to have better hygiene. But I appreciate that he was just like, I don't know what I want from this life, but I know I want it to be good. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what I can to be happy in my own way um and you know when he started to try to be this writer um and he wrote this this really interesting um I don't know some kind of neo-noir book that was just like this horrible mishmash of everything that he has ever watched on
1: television yeah I love it so much Julius Pfefferwood yes that's Bay. <laughs> I love Pepperwood. I love him so much. He's like a P.I., but he's also kind of like a rough and tumble guy. And he's a killer, but also he's a lover. And I just, I love it. So, What I also really love about Julius Pepperwood and that became a YA sensation of all things is that if you look through the series you can see them peppering in the idea of him being a writer with ideas here are that terrible zombie novel in like this first or second season Mm -hmm. he has other little misadventures in literature and then finally he settles on it like you said a mishmash of every single one of his influences or experiences Mm -hmm. and it becomes a book that teenage girls love I just (laughs) it just seems like the perfect way to end his journey as a literary man it's kind of like yeah teenage girls love this shit it's fascinating yeah I
0: think that this is a Way for Liz Merriweather to highlight the fact that teen girls are on it. They know the pulse of pop culture. They know know. who is hot and who is not. They just have this very instinctive, often correct (laughs) way of. Picking out the next best thing. They are the oracles.
1: Like, yes. They know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they're not the oracles. They're the priestesses at the oracle. Like, <laughs> they know everything. They walk around. They see things. Mm-hmm. And they know things. And then they express them. And, of course, the world does what it does with teenage girls' opinions. Right. But they're never, well, not never, but they're rarely wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to kind of have that embedded in this show. Just a very quiet thing. It's not the main thing. But Liz is kind of like, listen, guys. Yeah. When I say this, I mean this. And I appreciate that. Well spotted, Nicole. But yeah, so I saw him in New Girl. That's like his big, big, big thing. Mm -hmm. But he's actually, he'd obviously been very active before New Girl. Because New Girl started in 2011. Mm Mm-hmm and he'd been working by then for a few years like we said before he's from Chicago mm-hmm. and he started off doing uh, sketch comedy which I feel like every man in the Midwest surely <laughs> at one point or another was doing improv that's the that's the impression I get from the internet but of course he grew up he was a fan of Second City which is like a very legendary improv mm-hmm. uh, troupe and then he kind of started his own sketch comedy troupe which mm-hmm. first of all that sounds like the whitest mannest thing ever uh, <laughs> and their troupe was called the Midwesterners which again shout out to that clean <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's just like pure (laughs) caucasity and I'm proud of it for him Um, but yeah I really love that he kind of started out with something it felt like he was passionate from the start I love when people begin something because they're so into it
0: yeah he was in um, this Indie films, kind of this mockumentary called Paper Heart. Mm. Um, he was a little mean in it, yeah. um, but I liked him.
1: Of course, you did <laughs> in that. Um... <laughs> a, a despite yourself, kind of crush.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. I know uh, it well, Nicole. You know what? I'm just look. I like my white men, dark haired, and like <laughs> you know, just a little bit of a tood. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's so Paper Heart. Yes, mm. Paper Heart. Um, and I think you mentioned that Liz Merwin saw him in Paperheart and that's how she got him or she was thinking about him for New Girl from that.
1: Yeah, so she basically saw him in Paperheart, was impressed with what she saw mm-hmm. and then asked him to audition for No Strings Attached, which mm-hmm. he did in 2011 as well. Mm-hmm. But she basically said, I'm going to put your name forward. And, it, and this is me paraphrasing. Yeah, You're going to have to audition. But like, and that's what eased the way into New Girl. Mm-hmm. Because once she'd cast him in, um, no strings attached it was easier to kind of say hey remember that guy yeah and i re- I watched no strings attached for the first time not too long ago um it is not a good movie no um <laughs> I-, I keep thinking about the war that year between it and um friends with benefits yeah uh, friends with benefits won anyway in this though he plays this character called eli who is kind of like this kind of charming lovable kind of housemate type of person you know He's, like, he's in the group of friends with Ludacris. Listen, 2011 was an interesting time. But Ludacris and Nick Miller and fucking Ashton Kutcher are all somehow best buds. And they, listen, I'm not saying it was convincing. Uh, and Luda has, like, he and his character had a
0: a liquor business or some something. Some kind of cafe, bar right. situation. And so it also was, like, SponCon for yeah. Luda's real... Uh, Liquor, I don't know whatever. It was a lot. (laughs) It wasn't.
1: There's many reasons not to love this film. I'll say, but but Nick Miller, aka Eli, aka Jake Johnson, is not one of them because if you watch it, it does feel a little bit like he's a prototype. Like Liz was kind of trying out to see. Yes. You know, this is the kind of guy she was interested in writing at the time Mm -hmm. because Eli is kind of the beginning building blocks, not all the way. But he's sort of a a kind of an early prototype of Mm -hmm. the guy that Nick Miller would turn out to be. And it's always interesting to see people kind of workshop through until they get to the final form. Yeah. And I'm delighted that she got to keep Jake in the role because it's actually, it turns out, I think, you know, in his obituary many years from now, hopefully, (laughs) there will just be a whole section titled Nick Miller because he's sort of uh, an iconic character.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because from there, he's kind of played... Almost the same character in much of the stuff that he's done since. And we have a little clip where he talks about the ways that he is like the characters that he chooses to play.
2: I think they're a lot like me in terms of a public persona. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of similarities. I'm not positive my family would fully agree. (laughs) Um, But what I do agree with is... The part of me that I'm realizing that I don't give value and don't give a lot of thought to is what I look like Mm -hmm. and how I dress. And like, for example, if I'm doing a long scene, but I know there's like five actors in it, I know it's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. So I will ask if my character can be sitting down. (laughs) So like Nick Miller from New Girl, there are similarities, but we're very different Mm -hmm. guys. But unfortunately for Nick... He did have to sit a lot and do a lot of Jake moves that became Nick moves. Yeah. Like if you see, him. bless him, <laughs> bless his heart. Lovely,
1: lovely man. He's just got like, listen, how can I make this easy? Yes, I see. This is what I, this is what I respond. You see what I mean about Saturday yes. afternoon, guys? Yes. It's kind of like, what are we doing? We're not leaving the house, bro. But I'm like, yes, that's ideal for me. I love. I it. appreciate
0: that. I do appreciate that. But I'm also just kind of like, mm, let's. We don't have to be super active because I definitely am not trying to go on a hike or camping or no shit. But I'm just gonna I just want uh a little bit more life.
1: That's fair, man. <laughs> we like what we like. I love life too. I'm just saying the older I get, the more I just wanna lie down. So I appreciate you. <laughs> I just I just wanna put my feet up, mate. Um no, he he's definitely yes, I see I see and as much as I don't know him, obviously, I see a lot of himself in his characters. And mm-hmm. I think I want to just focus on Nick Miller specifically because that's like the biggest role that he's had. He held that role for multiple years. Mm There were, I think, six or seven seasons. Seven. Seven seasons of New Girl. So like he is, he he inhabited that role in a big way. I saw a tweet the other day that made me laugh out loud. It was from our friend previously a guest on this show, uh, Alana Bennett. And she just said, uh, she's kind of, there's a photo that she uses as a, as a kind of a, an answer, but she's, she's, she, she tweeted, a stunning number of black women every day on this, on this website and then put like a colon. And it's an image from New Girl where Zoe Deschanel, a.k.a. Jessica Day, saying to, to, to Jake Johnson, a.k.a. Uh, Nick Miller, you are a beautiful white man, Nick Miller. <laughs> there are so
0: many black women who love Nick Miller.
1: I just... That says something. I don't know what it says. I don't know what it says. (laughs) But but it it says
0: something. It says something. And there was a... I think he did a GQ um, profile. There was a GQ profile, and he, he had you know a GQ photo shoot. And so many people were like, "Oh, is he handsome?" And we're like, "Where the
1: fuck have you been? <laughs> <laughs> right. You are late, late." <laughs> he he's, is. Um, he's, he's. He's. There's something about him, and I think there's something. I guess what I like about it is that he's kind of got a piercing gaze. Yes. That I think makes you think maybe he'd see me. Mm, in a way that I find very attractive because it just it suggests a focus that in as much as he's like this rambling personality and blah 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 but I feel like when he's looking and he did this so effectively in New Girl when he's looking at Jessica and you think to yourself oh no he sees her yes it's very very hot and I think that's part of the reason why I think I'm in as much as like I said like for someone who doesn't seem to have a lot of uh, direction Mm. When, like you said, he knows what he actually wants. He's Mm -hmm. just kind of lazy about it. But every so often, he kind of gloms onto it and you see it in his face. Mm -hmm. And I think whether that's a Nick thing or a Jake thing, like you said, is that a Nick move or a Jake move? Mm -hmm. I like it wherever I see it.
0: Yeah, I think what appeals to me about Nick and maybe possibly Jake is the fact that people underestimate him and Mm -hmm. they underestimate his sex appeal. Um, And we see that in, um, I think, everybody's favorite episode called Cooler. Listen. <laughs> um, because people are just like, oh, he's so goofy, or he's, you know, this bum, or whatever. But once again, we have somebody who has some heat to heat. him.
1: bitch, heat.
0: And it's just covered by all of the mess. But once you, like, kick the dirty clothes to the side, Listen. and the grummy, the little crappy uh, towel to the side, and <laughs> whatever else he's got going on, and you sit with him and yes. you are intimate with him. Yes. That he comes out.
1: Yes. Now, enough talking, uh, Nicole. Roll mm. tape. <laughs> well, I guess the old Nick is back, huh?
2: Yeah, I'm going to miss trench coat Nick. <laughs> he was pretty great. I might miss him. I, I liked him. It guts. <laughs> <laughs> it was a woman's coat. <laughs> Good night, Nick. Good night.
0: I'd meant something like that. Bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did I, you he- like, even just hearing the kiss, because we weren't looking at the screen, okay? Just hearing the kiss. Mm. The way he was breathing and Listen. inhaling her. Listen. Nick motherfucking Miller.
1: Skills, bitch. <laughs> Skills. He has a skill set. The thing about that kiss is I go back and watch it maybe every quarter, <laughs> maybe more often, who can say? But every time I go there, the thing that gets me more than the amazing kiss, he does that great thing where he's kissing with such intent that he kind of hunches his back. Like he's into this shit. (laughs) Like he's trying to climb inside her and she's trying to do the same. And I'm here for equality, do it. But more than that is the way he kind of grabs her arm. She's heading off to her bedroom in her little pink robe. Mm -hmm. And he just grabs her by the elbow and brings her in. And she kind of half spins into the kiss. (laughs) And he's just there. He's like, oh, Nicole is overcome. But like, that kiss ignited something. And then when it's done and he has his little, I meant something like that. He says in that old husky post kiss rasp, yeah, which yes, ugh, yes. put it directly on my toast, spread it like butter. I want to eat it. And <laughs> but then he walks away. She looks dazed in the hallway, absolutely stunned. And I feel,
0: I. It looked so real. I don't know like what take that was. I don't know like if they had just been practicing some other kind of like peck
1: situation. Yeah. She looked fucked up. And I (laughs) love it I love it so much and what I love uh, the contrast of that is that post that scene he goes back to his room and he's just kind of like what the fuck did I just do Yeah. so he's like super confident kissy man in the hallway Yeah. and as soon as he's removed he's like wait what the fuck and I again relatable where you're kind of like I'm just gonna be bold I'm gonna do it and then you walk away and you're like have I just fucked it up (laughs) like and the answer is yes and no in this case but I love that scene so much it's so indicative of Nick Miller The man like he's kind of like sort of bashful a little bit shy he's Mm -hmm. not quite going for what he wants in Mm -hmm. life whatever he decides fuck it I'll do it he does it without thinking about the consequences he kisses her it's fucking mind-blowing as you know Jess herself says to Cece the next day I saw through space and time for a minute (laughs) but that's not the point And then immediately he's filled with regret and he's kind of like, wait, did I just? Ma-? And I just think to myself, yes, the perfect encapsulation of all my feelings about Nick Miller just laid bare. I yeah. love that episode so much. Yeah.
0: I love, I love that kiss. Yes. I love a man. Again, it speaks to what I love. Um, one of the things I love about certain men that. They just kind of explode with passion and yes. then they return to their normal, like, everyday, right. average Joe kind of uh-huh. shit. I really like that. Cause it's I, hidden
1: depth, I, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Nick, he had it. Um, mm-hmm. One Another episode that I liked from New Girl... Um, one of my favorite ones is Halloween. I'm not. We're not going to play a clip from that, but I love when he goes into the haunted house to try to tell <laughs> Jess uh, some information about a guy that she's dating at the time, Sam, who
1: was a tall <laughs> Walton. Yeah, I love David. Yeah. <laughs> What's
0: his name? David Walton. Yeah, lovely. Um, so he goes. Um, Nick goes into the haunted house and he is afraid of haunted houses. <laughs> yes. So one, this is how. How much he loves Jess, right? And How it hasn't, much he, it
1: hasn't even been said yet, yeah. but they're seeding it. Yeah, he cares enough that he'll go into something that he's absolutely terrified. Exactly. About. Yeah. So he goes in, and this clown,
0: scary clown, comes and attacks him, and they start yelling at each other. Because <laughs> the clown is yelling, you know, to to scare Nick, and Nick is yelling because he's scared. And I love Jake. I love Jake Johnson's little screechy, yes. <laughs> raspy scream that's like, you know, a little girly, but yes. also you can hear like this teenage boy in the back of it. Like it's,
1: his his voice is breaking. I love it so it's much. It's so good. I, I think he does. I think every season it felt like he was contractually obliged to do a little Nick Yelp. Yes. And every time he did it, I laughed despite myself because yes. it's kind of like, ah! And it's just It's exactly You nailed the quality Of a voice breaking It's like a pubescent I love it so much I'm just going like You're a big man you know yes. Why do you sound like that Yes But I love it It's such a good sound He's just such a delight He's a pure Pure delight And so if we think about Nick Miller as like his big kind of defining moment, there have actually been lots of little supplementary roles that have made me kind of go, oh, it's it's Jake. Mm-hmm. I really love seeing him in things because I think I grew so used to seeing him on TV. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he would turn up in film, for example, I'd be like, oh... I know, I know that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like this feeling of recognition when you really like someone, yeah. that you're excited to see them doing other things. You're like, oh my God, he's spreading his wings. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And he did a bunch of stuff. He kind of carved out a little niche in kind of like indie drama comedies for mm-hmm. a while. So mm-hmm. you mentioned Paper Heart at the beginning of his career. He then went on to do Safety Not Guaranteed. I love that movie. He did No Strings Attached, mm-hmm. that same tw- that yeah, well, around the same period. He also did 21 Jump Street, Which everyone forgets, but he was there. He was the principal. Very weird. Um, And then, of course, he was in Drinking Buddies. We've Mm -hmm. mentioned Drinking Buddies on the show before. It's one of those white people indie movies that I'm like, that's my catnip. Put it in my eyeballs. Um, And in that, he has this really luscious beard and that rasp is on a clean 100 and I've never been more attracted to a person in a movie. Like I was watching it and I was kind of like, mate, just love me. Just bring your beard into my house. It's, it's actually quite, it's not a great movie. It's very, you know, middling. But he's really good in it.
0: Yeah, and he says um, in an interview around that time that he actually does not drink beer. He does not like IPAs. Um, He said they give him hives, but he had to go and like drink all these different. He had to drink a flight of uh, IPAs to kind of you know figure out his character and everything. That's how you do method. That's how you do
1: method. Don't you don't become a dickhead who sends like rats to your co-stars. Just drink a couple of beers, bro. That's how you do method. I love that. I didn't know that. That's a lovely little little detail. It's interesting too that he
0: um, he actually dropped out of. Of high school he did not enjoy um school at all and he dropped out of high school his sophomore year mm-hmm. um and so he went um to try to figure out what he was supposed to be doing and he realized that his mother was right like i don't want to be a quote-unquote loser i don't want to be the kind of the kind of guy that like the bums in my family are and stuff like that so he went back to school he um his friend who he still works with to this day, put him in a play and all his teachers were like, oh, this is what you need to be doing. Mm. So from there, he learned that writing and acting was what would save him basically. And so he, he finished high school and all of that kind of led to the Jake that we see
1: today. Well, look at that. Isn't that an inspiring story in the middle of Thursday? (laughs) I love it. Hold on tight kids. I mean, don't be a kid and listening to this podcast, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) So, of course, we can't talk about Jake Johnson without talking about um, one of the biggest films of the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Verse. Yes. Um, First of all, classic, maybe one of the best, the best Spider-Man movie ever?
0: This is what I've heard. I have not watched it yet. You haven't? <laughs> no, oh I was supposed God. to watch it obviously
1: many moons ago
0: um, but I have not and that's just because of my own laziness but I have seen many clips. Yes. I have seen um, stuff on YouTube. I've seen the interviews and I have definitely heard Jake Johnson's poor little uh
1: (laughs) middle aged voice
0: (laughs) as as uh you know a little tired
1: Peter Parker. Um, Yes, exactly. So he plays he plays Peter B. Parker. Mm -hmm. So we know he's from a different verse. But anyway, the best thing about him is that he is I mean, he's so real. Like you said, he's middle aged (laughs) Spider Man. You never think about Spider Man as a suburban dad. Yeah. And with Jake, you're like, no, I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. It fits. It It fits. (laughs) And he's kind of like a father figure to Miles. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of culminates in this beautiful moment where Miles kind of tells him to go back to his life at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And he just says something like, I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm like, oh my God, he's proud of Miles. (laughs) I just, I love it so much. But my favorite, favorite bit in a movie that is chock full of all his favorite bits is his introduction, which I think just covers all the ground about who this middle-aged Spider-Man is, paunch included.
2: (laughs) All right, people, let's do this one last time. My name is Peter B. Parker. I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and for the last 22 years, I thought I was the one and only Spider-Man. What a day. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. You see, I saved the city, fell in love, I got married, saved the city some more, maybe too much. My marriage got testy, made some dicey money choices, don't invest in a spider themed restaurant. Then, like 15 years passed, blah, 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 super burned, I broke my back, a drone flew into my face, I buried Aunt May, my wife and I split up. But I handled it like a champion. Because you know what? No matter how many times I get hit, I always get back up. I got a lot of time to reflect and work on myself. Did you know that seahorses that they mate for life? Could you imagine a seahorse seeing another seahorse and then making it work?
1: I love it so much. He's just when he's marveling at the seahorses. I'm like, yeah, same. Best of all, also, which is something I'd never considered. Uh, you know spider-man's religious practice but in obviously in the clip he's clearly jewish and i just it tickles me and i'm grateful that we are you know exploring non-christian you know superheroes right
0: i just like the idea of a superhero being married and it would have been nice if they had been able to stay together but i think um that is also something that we don't get to explore much you know when we think about superhero lore.
1: Exactly. No one cares about Hawkeye and his family. But you know, the other superheroes, you know, the good ones. <laughs> Basically, I like the idea that, you know, we can we get to come back. We yeah. get to kind of reevaluate and come back for the most part. And I think that's it's an encouraging little little segue. But back to his uh, career that was kind of chugging along, especially mm-hmm. I think New Girl kind of had him in a kind of a, a vice grip. Right. Because, you know, TV seasons are so long. So right. he kind of was doing a lot of that period. He was very much doing New Girl and then supplementing with little bit parts. Here and there. So Uh things like Safety Not Guaranteed, things like uh, Drinking Bodies, etc. That was all in the era of New Girl, which only ended in 2018. Uh So that's like a long-ass, that's a long-running show. That's a long time. Syndication Um, forever. Yeah. 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 But then he started doing a lot more movies Uh around that time as well, like towards the end of that. One of my favorites from that whole um, period is not a good movie at all. (laughs) I can't stress that enough. It is, in fact, Jurassic World. It's actually oh. a very bad movie. But when I saw him in the trailer for that, uh-huh. I remember sitting up. I was like, they put you in Jurassic World? Yeah. Nick Miller? I mean, Jake Johnson? Yes. <laughs> because I guess in a way, the two the two people are kind of, like, Nick had become Jake. Jake had become Nick. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell is, why isn't he behind a bar? What's he doing as a scientist at <laughs> Jurassic? Oh, wait, that's Jake Johnson. I mm-hmm, see. Mm-hmm. I really, he's he's wearing, like, a couple of T-shirts in that movie that made me just kind of go, is it?
0: Yeah, I didn't see that, but I definitely saw that he was um, training. Listen, he was
1: getting, you know, a little That cuts. wasn't Nick Miller's belly. That wasn't his little pooch. <laughs> no. That Jessica he keeps his loves him for cookies. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love him. I love him. But yes, he he went to the gym. Yeah. He was like, "Listen, I'm going to try and uh, do something here." Yeah. And I was like, "If you insist. I like I like the little cookie, the cookie patch." Yeah, I do too. Um, and I also enjoyed it. Right. I got to say.
0: Another fun fact that we can probably relate to is the fact that Bryce Howard who starred in that movie, she has such a crush on Jake Johnson even though she's married and she told her husband about it and like when they first got when you know they first met on set she told Jake she was like look i'm just going to get this out of the way um you are my list like if anything ever happens you know with my husband or whatever you are right. the person on my list that's lovely yeah and and um it turns out that he's the only one on the list and oh. she still has like this incredible crush on him you should look there's an interview with uh, James Corden show um, Chris Pratt Bryce Howard Jake Johnson and she is between the two of them and she cannot sit next to Jake like she keeps moving away from him because she is so flustered or
1: whatever that's the most relatable Bryce Dallas Howard (laughs) has ever been to me in my life that is same same Bryce So I thought that was really sweet oh that's really sweet I didn't know (laughs) but I loved seeing him in that because again it felt like in addition to Jake's career kind of moving hopefully in the right direction kind of felt like, oh Nick, he's coming up in the world. Yeah. That's the nature of how indelible this character, um, Nick is. Yeah. In my mind as as so similar to Jake. But yes, his career kept on doing stuff. Mm-hmm. He did like bits of T V, he's on Bojack. Um, mm-hmm. he did more movies he did you know The Mummy the one that with Tom Cruise right which he also trained and got yes, cut he for he did like, he I haven't used... seen that movie but I've seen clips Yeah, no, I didn't see it
0: either Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, he trained with uh, Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise's trainer Cole. like I mean that's <laughs> I can imagine for, uh, you know, a Midwestern white guy being able to train with fucking um, Top Gun <laughs> it was like a <laughs>
1: dream come true. It would be for me. I'm not a Midwest <laughs> white guy. So you can imagine. No, I loved I loved seeing him do these things because I just kept thinking, oh, man, he's being stretched. He's mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily straight comedy. He was doing right semi-dramatic things. And right. I was like, I'm here for that. I right. love that. All of that. Kind of, I just want to talk about easy, which Mm. is. A TV anthology series on Netflix. It is set in Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. Of course. Everyone from Chicago (laughs) loves that fucking show. (laughs) Um, The way I see it, Easy is a very mixed bag. Like, some episodes are more successful than others. I know you definitely have an issue with Joe Swanberg's inability to cast a black woman who is darker than a paper bag. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So, like, there's lots of issues around that. But one of those light-skinned black women is Gugu Mbatha-Raw. And she plays this actor called Sophie who in the very first season, is kind of moving away from Chicago. She's mm-hmm. pursuing a dream to Hollywood. She's mm-hmm. been offered something and she's having to break up with her partner um, called Drew, who is played by um, Jake Johnson. <laughs> now, in the first one, we kind of see him mostly through a screen. They do a lot of communicating right, yeah. via Skype because or Google Hangouts or whatever, but video call and she is kind of the the episodes are not really focused on him they're focused on her right she's the person with whom we have some kind of psychic connection Mm -hmm. in this in this scenario and he's kind of like this boyfriend who is kind of distant um physically but also just kind of like emotionally he's trying to support her but also his heart's breaking because he knows what it means if she goes to hollywood Mm. now the first episode is fine the second one is whatever the third in the third season when we come back to drew and sophie mm-hmm. she's come back to chicago her show uh, we discover has just been cancelled mm-hmm. she's come home to do like some kind of event and on the off chance she stops by his place of work they decide let's meet up later on this evening after my whatever she's getting mm-hmm. and he turns up they go for a drink and a drink becomes another drink and eventually they end up back at her hotel room mm-hmm. um right when I watched this, I was transported. Um, <laughs> I want to just draw a picture of what Jake looks like in this. He's wearing kind of like a Henley. And he's wearing like of a... course. F- uh, okay. Naturally. <laughs> right, of course. And then he's wearing like a flannel over that, like a flannel shirt over mm-hmm. it. And he's got like, you know, he's got this bushy beard on. His hair is, like I said, ugh, just the the, <laughs> the, the the platonic ideal of kind of messy curls. His eyes are all hooded and he just looks like you know he's been in a bit of pain and you know prior to that they've had this conversation at the bar she's kind of you know she kind of asks if he's seeing anyone if he's married she goes oh yeah her name's tinder she has many faces and then (laughs) he kind of makes a joke about how oh you know um are you seeing anyone wait i already know because i googled you and it's just like this really emotionally open place where he's just kind of like i google you like i he's she is very much the one that got away anyway they're back at a hotel room and Mm -hmm. this this occurs and it just sends me around the fucking twist
2: You thinking about coming home? Yeah. What do you
0: think about
2: that? I mean, I would love to have you back in Chicago. Mm. You would? Yeah. What? You're a nearly impossible person to get over. What's that supposed to mean? Just what it means.
0: Yes, <laughs> I. Yes, you know I am a sucker for a man who it's hard for him to express himself. But when he does it, it's very direct Mm -hmm. and simple Mm -hmm. and the simplicity of it is so powerful. And that is what Jake Johnson seems to play or gravitate towards these roles where his emotion is hard won. But once you get it, it is so raw. It is so um, pure. It is just. Eloquent in its rawness.
1: I, you are on a pulpit uh, and you are preaching, and I am rocking back and forth, <laughs> receiving the word. Yes, that is the uh, essence. That is the essence of Jake Johnson as a performer. Hard won emotion. Yeah, like he's giving every. Like he's he's so tightly locked down. Mm-hmm. And he's not stern or anything, mm-hmm. but he is someone who I think feels so deeply. Yeah, that he it's better in his mind to hold it all in. Yeah, and then. When something occurs that makes him, like you say, this explosion of emotion, Mm -hmm. you don't doubt it. Yes. Is this
0: our theme for this first round of, of, of episodes where we're just talking about these men who are buttoned up, kind of hard to reach. But then once you get to that, you know, gooey soft center, it is home. Maybe so, bitch.
1: Maybe so. Oh my I don't God. know. But that hints, <laughs> that hints a lot of what I'm interested in at the moment and perhaps for a very long time. <laughs> I just think there's something of... I think it's a really powerful... That bit, what you don't hear when you listen to that, you have to go watch it. It's, it's season three, episode nine of Easy. It's called She's Back, which first of all, lyrics. But like, <laughs> it's so accurate because I think if you go back and watch it, you see... What he does in that scene is naked yearning. Mm, Like it is. You know, I love a yearning. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) he is like a human yearn. He is just longing. <sighs> She's right in front of him. And he's still in that headspace of longing. Mm-hmm. And he performs it so magically. It feels transportive. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I have been taken out of wherever I am. And at the time, I kind of tweeted, like, because no one said he was in this season. Because, you know, like I said, right, it yeah. is a mixed bag. Right. No one had said. And I was just kind of like, uh. and then my tweet at the time was kind of like, well, wow fake friends no one's gonna tell me (laughs) this guy wasn't and then i watched it and i was like oh i see why we're all clearly laid out Mm -hmm. we're all just a mess i love that i love that scene and i love him and i think yeah we've like you said we've nailed the the quintessential essence Mm -hmm. of jake johnson he's just a man who feels a lot of things i love it jake johnson (sighs) all right then <laughs> uh. Nicole, your eyebrow is arched and I'm scared. What does that mean? Nothing. Oh, nothing. okay. It's just your face? <laughs> it's just my I'm face. Sorry. In any case, I'm ready for the drabbles this week. I yeah. think like I said, you know, we said this before. We've been on a roll.
0: Yeah. It's exciting. Um, and I, I I don't know what I want to do with Jake. But um <laughs> You wanna rephrase that, sis? <laughs> <laughs> I think you do know. Um but yeah, so I'm just going to read mine first. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just go from there. Okay. <clears throat> I heard the garage door open and close, heard Jake walk into the kitchen and call my name, but I couldn't bring myself to respond. When he found me in my office, flat on my back, the cat tucked against my hip, pages of my book in careful piles around, he rushed to me, my name a broken rasp in his throat. I turned to him, hot failure running in streams into my ears. I can't turn this in, I choked out. It's fucking garbage. (laughs) Baby, Jake chuckled in relief. You almost gave me a heart attack. I thought you were hurt or something. I'm sorry, I just need to be dramatic for a second. Feels like I spent so much time collecting heaps of trash, and if I send this to my editor, she's going to set it on fire, and I'll have to start all over. This is the worst shit I've ever done. Jake settled next to me, his mouth against my jaw, a hand against my ribcage. You know that's not true. I've read this book in all its stages. It was good from the beginning, and you've made it better. This little freakout is a part of the process, too. You're good at this? Trust me. You trust me, right? He began to nuzzle me, pushing his nose beneath my ear, brushing his stubble against my cheek like I like. How can something be so rough and soft at the same time? The panic began to fade as his thumb made slow sweeps near the fullness of my breast. The cat, sensing her duties as comforter over, made her disapproval clear by stepping on my belly to leave the room. I gave a quick squeak, finally out of my head and connected to the rest of my body. Jake pulled my earlobe into his mouth. You know a dog would never do that to you, right? He bit down softly, and I forgot about books, editors, cats, and dogs. (sighs)
1: <sighs> love it <laughs> wow uh, that really was a winter warmer <laughs> not lovely oh man I am uh,
0: stressed about some things <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had to put that in uh, my drabble but also I feel like Jake would be a good weighted blanket mm-hmm. for you know a little stress moment a little panic attack or something he is
1: a human weighted blanket <laughs> it is true yeah I love that. That was lovely. Thank you. But I'm ready to hear um, your drabble about Mr. Jake. Oh, wow. Um, this was a struggle. Like you, I didn't know what I wanted to do with him. Mm. Um I'm so glad I didn't go for my, maybe my second option was to kind of do something book related. You know, (laughs) we both have that kind of a wild eyed look um, because, uh, (laughs) shout out to deadlines. (laughs) Mm. We are stressed. Um, But no, I didn't go for that. In the end, I went for something a little bit more in line with, you know, my, you know, my feelings about Easy. Mm. Um, So, Mm. yeah, I'm going to get into it. Okay. Okay, thanks. Jake pulled down the roll-up back door of the moving van and leaned his bulk against it in his usual manner. That's all of it then, he said, a ribbon of melancholy, carefully nothing more than a ribbon, threaded into his words. He finally dragged his eyes from the ground to find my face. I nodded. That's all of it, I confirmed. My life in a van. For a moment he looked pained, a cloud in his brown eyes, And then it cleared, just before he returned his gaze to his feet. I can't ask you to stay. It came out as a mix of statement and question, as evidenced by the left eyebrow now half raised in query. It was the first time he'd said the words out loud, in any context. I put my hands to his chest, but his gaze remained low. I couldn't seriously consider staying even if you did ask, I said quietly. He nodded dragged a hand over his beard, rubbed it a couple of times as if for luck or strength. I couldn't tell. Of course, he said. We both sighed. Okay then, I said. Time to get on the road. I let myself look again. Something to add to the memory box in my mind. His dark brown t-shirt. His just-as-brown curls fluttering slightly in the breeze. The slightly dulled but nevertheless present glitter of his eyes now at half mast. I lingered for what couldn't have been more than two seconds and then blinked, once, twice. That's all of it, I repeated like a mantra in my head. I'd rounded the side of the van when I felt Jake's hand circle my wrist. He crowded me suddenly, almost boxing me in. "What? What if I came with you? His voice broke on the last word. It was the other question we'd never put on the table, a subconscious contract we'd signed to stay silent. I looked at him. I couldn't ask you that, I replied. So don't ask, he said. Let me offer. Aww. You know, I love a sad,
0: happy romance thing. Yeah, I know you do. I love that. Thank you. That's that's not sweet, but it's like tender.
1: Tender. What a good word. Yeah. That word is either creepy or great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Jake. Yeah. He just makes us feel a lot of things. Yeah.
0: He's such a complicated person from what we can tell
1: (laughs) (laughs) by not knowing this man at all. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what? I think he would appreciate this because, you know, he's actually the reason why we have drunk history. Yes. So it was a conversation that he had with Derek Waters Mm -hmm. that kind of led to the inception of the idea of Drunk History as a web series that became a TV show that's like Emmy award winning and whatnot. Right. So I think he appreciates storytelling. And I think, Jake, if you listen to these drabbles, I think you're (laughs) going to see something that appeals to the storyteller in you. Am I wrong,
0: Nicole? No, you are not wrong. And I I think, you know, Jake, you should come on our show. (sighs) Yes. Just come <laughs> on
1: the show, Jay. Yeah, let's just talk and spin some yarns. God, <laughs> <You laughs> get out. Anyway, you get the chance to vote on your favorite drabble. You can do so on our Twitter. We like to leave it a day or so. So on Friday, a poll will go up on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit. And you can pick. Is it going to be... Me and Jake moving house or maybe not. Or is it going to be (laughs) Nicole getting some much needed support as she finishes her book? (laughs) Um, Vote and let us know. And you can, of course, and you can, of course, send us your own drabbles uh, at firstaidkit at Slate.com. Keep them short and we might read one of them on air. Thirst Aid Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Bim Aruunmi and Nicole Perkins. The senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts is June Thomas. And the editorial director is Gabriel Roth. Our music is by Tanya Morgan.
0: You can follow the show on Twitter at Thirst Aid Kit. And we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's TN Whiskey with an E, Woman and -and Bimadu. We're also on Tumblr. Shout out to the OG Thirst Buckets over there at thirstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com.
1: Send us questions and maybe we'll answer them. If you live tweet your listen, we see you, we appreciate you. Please use the hashtag that's TAKPOD. that's T A K P O D, and also feel free to send us an email with your thoughts at thirstaidkit at slate.com. You can also make use of our Thirst Sommelier service. Just send
0: us a short voice note that's less than a minute. You can call and leave a message at 510-984-4778. That's 510-9-THIRST. Non-U.S. thirst buckets, please send us a short voice
1: note via email. We're at at slate.com. If you have the time, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a star rating. Five stars is what we like. Please and thank you.
0: We're here for all your thirsty needs. And make sure you remember to um, be careful out there, thirst buckets, thirst responsibly, and don't operate any heavy machinery while you listen to the podcast. Too many needless (laughs) accidents, still. Always wear your headphones, too. And remember, stay thirsty.
2: Bye.